Ladies and gentlemen, you ready for the big show? I'll brainstorm this later. We'll edit it later for now. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Lingo. My name is Matteo Portelli. Matteo Portelli. Today, we'll be hearing from a few folks and their experiences as leaders and find out the best principles and practices that make our community a better place. Welcome to Leadership Lingo. He's from LA, grew up in Hawaii, he's lived here in Vegas since high school. And now he's studying jazz and commercial music with a focus on guitar composition. He's the founder and president of the Busters Club, which was founded fall of 2022. Nick, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Matteo? I'm doing all right. You know, trying to, you know, stay on top of things. We got midterms coming up, and you know, just doing that student life. You know, that first gen life, as as some say. But but I'm excited to be here, and I'm glad to have you uh, on the show. Thank you for having me here. It's great. It's an honor. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. So, Nick, you you are. I met you at the student union. I was a. Uh, I had a meeting. Uh, for for another RSO that I'm a part of, and I came down and I saw you guys just jamming. Uh, just, I, I frankly, I'd never seen something like it in the two plus years I've been a student. I've never seen students just vibing in the SU, uh, you know, playing guitar. Um, I'd love for you to uh, love for you to tell us a little bit about what the Busters Club is and what you were doing in the SU playing music. Yeah, sure. So the Busters Club is a new student organization on UNLV campus for musicians, music lovers, anyone who has anything to do with music, whether that's listening to it, playing it composing, writing, performing, whatever it is, this is the place that I wanted to create for us to gather, um, to create, to perform together, and really just build a really great community of people who not only want to do music for themselves, but also to do it in service to the community that we live in, whether that's the campus or the wider community across the valley. So That's outstanding. I mean, you know, one of my best friends, he actually, he's no longer at UNLV, but he's off you know, making music, got signed with Def Jam, and he he was, you know, really big on the music scene. In fact, he really found his voice here on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was KUNV or the library. I know they both got studios, but hopefully it was KUNV. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've certainly seen that there's a there's an aura on campus, because we're such a commuter school uh, of, of student musicians uh, who, who want to expand and network. Um, and I'm just shocked that prior to buskers coming in on the scene, that there really wasn't a place for student musicians to to network. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was what surprised me when I came back on campus um, during the fall after the lockdowns. That I was like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm a musician. I like to see other musicians doing their thing, and you know, everyone was just kind of scattered all over the place. And I looked at the involvement center, and there was like, well, where's all the music clubs? And so I was like, well, that's no good, especially for a school that's considered probably one of the top. Schools for music, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've, I've heard that the, the music department here has been getting multiple awards for mm-hmm. both their jazz and classical uh, programs. So I was saying, well, uh, for all those people who want to do music, whether they're in the department or not, there should be a place for them. 100%. Yeah. No, that's outstanding. Now, I'd love to know uh, about Buster's Club, specifically about, you know, how it got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, your role as president, because I imagine, you know, being president of of such a niche club like this one is, is a different role than, you know, just being, uh, and I don't mean to minimize when I say this, but, you know, being a Greek org president, right? It's very stratified that, you know, they have a clear goal, a lot of philanthropy, you know, or if you look at a civic engagement org, you know, they do a lot of public engagement, civic engagement, but president of a music club. I'm curious to see what you do on a day-to-day. Right. So, um, you know, I'm always still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this is actually not my first time leading a, a RSO. I led um, an RSO for spiritual and philosophical discussion. Um, uh, prior to the lockdowns, I also led a, a RSO based on just presenting interesting topics, mm-hmm. um, kind of random. And But this is the first a club that I've had to 
really take care of not just you know one or two, but dozens of members and figuring out events and frequent meetings. Uh, last semester, we met three times a week. Wow. Uh, we still meet two times a week um, on campus every week. So uh, being a leader in this kind of capacity, uh, it's still very much a thing that I'm still trying to figure out mm. uh, what that looks like, trying to organize not only my I guess school life, but mm-hmm. also my personal life too, to make sure that these things fit together in such a way that um, everyone's feeling served and welcomed. So um, I would say that daily, it just kind of looks like, well, I've kind of automated it to a sense, I guess. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know, Mondays and Thursdays at 4 p.m., everyone meets, same place, same time. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what to bring um, and someone to know what to expect. Uh, we also have a Discord as well too, where there's a thriving community of people who just share works or say, hey, you know, let's check this concert out or check this thing that I wrote. So, um, and there's an Instagram as well that is no longer handled by me. Thank goodness I cannot do Instagram. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, and daily meetings just kind of look like us getting together to jam. They're extremely informal, um, except when we're performing, uh, preparing for events. Mm -hmm. Uh, then that's when we kind of get serious and start doing the same song, uh, 10, 20, Mm -hmm. 30, a hundred times over. And it becomes very much a focused experience. Now, do you normally meet in the SU or where do you normally uh, get together? So last semester we met a lot in the amphitheater, the alumni amphitheater. Um, And sometimes we meet right next to the SU, next to the stairs. So Pita Plaza, that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been meeting inside the second floor art gallery of SU, mostly because it's really cold outside. Yeah. So. No, I get um, that. And I feel like that's going to change after spring break. Just because what uh, part of our mission statement is to create an open air live uh, music culture on campus. And so, well, can't do it open air because the open air is way too cold, but <laughs> at least we can do live music in, you know, somewhere on campus. Yeah, no, I mean, I can imagine the the strength and benefit it would have to our school, especially when you have, you know, high schoolers or other people taking tours. You see a bunch of kids just, you know, jamming and hanging out. That, that's going to really be, bring an inviting atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, do you find that you've had a lot of support from either, whether it's other student, you know, orgs, whether it's student government, whether it's the, the fine arts college, do you find that you get that sort of support or are you still working to build that brand? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel extremely grateful for the fact that um, even though we don't do much, like, I guess, marketing or promotion or outreach, that um, people have been coming to us and asking us to pr- um, do music for their events. Um, uh, for the Redfest recently, we were approached by K- uh, K- KUNV or the Rebel HD2 for that um, last semester. Um, even, you know, I, we approached Town Square and Town Square said we need, you know, uh, a school to perform for us for our winter concert. Nice. So we were able to do that. But yeah, we've been getting a lot of requests to um, perform for people and, you know, the music department, the student union, uh, the school itself has been gracious enough to allow us to be, uh, to be loud, you know, within reason and uh, (laughs) to do our thing and, you know, provide a good atmosphere. Because like you said, you know, our main goal is to provide an atmosphere that really, you know, is positive, Mm -hmm. is uh, is healing too, and uh, really creates this kind of campus atmosphere that people are looking for when they come to college. I think, you know, college, I think a lot of people, especially for myself, is a place where it's vibrant, where it's exciting, where it's passionate. And um, I believe that music is a huge part of that in any person's life. So yeah, that's why we're here. I think it's great. Now, obviously we're college students, so professional development and, and you know, building our resume is, is intrinsic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, why else would you go to college if you're not going to tell people yeah. <laughs> you got a degree, right? Um, so I'm curious to hear uh, your, your experience both growing in your musical life, uh, obviously, I, mean, I assume you play recreationally, not just to not just to pad the resume, but of course you have to be able to sell yourself. Yeah. Um, How is the interplay, you know, as you try to market yourself, like you said, you know, meeting with Town Square, I think it's outstanding. Um, 
what's the interplay where you're trying to build up your your credibility as an artist? Um, and then how do you kind of weave that in when you're trying to build up new uh, members of the Buster's Club? Yeah. So um, professionally, you know, I, I mean, I've been doing music for a long time. I've played multiple instruments since I was a kid. Uh, nothing too well, but, you know, it's good <laughs> enough for people to say, okay, yeah, that, that, that was a good song. So, um, and I guess so much like music for the, for the financing or the, uh, for the fame, it's kind of a, a part of me that I haven't really worked on because it's a part of, the, of me that I feel that I'm slowly trying to get a uh, pass. Mm. So, um, but at the same time, I recognize too, like you said, that musicians have to have to pay for mm-hmm. their lives with music. So, um, I guess how that works for me is that um, just putting myself out there every single day, mm-hmm. just making sure that what I'm doing is serving other people, mm. and that's not necessarily that's shouldn't actually be, uh, in my opinion, for with the re- expectation of receiving anything in return. Sure, sure. But knowing that people are made happy, people are made more satisfied, you know, more peaceful in their lives through music, um, I don't think I ever have to really expect a reward in return because as much as I give, you know, I'll receive too. I just think that's the way that it works. So, And I guess in um, cu- cultivating... Uh, you know, a professional development, I guess, in, uh, in other members too, in other musicians. It's all about courage, in my opinion. It's all about uh, encouraging them to get out there. You know, you're good enough, first of all, you mm-hmm. know, you're good enough as not only a musician, but as a human being to put yourself out there, to put your music out there, and just to, you know, see what happens and have fun with it because, you know, stage fright is a big thing for everyone, you know. I mean, we were presenting our original compositions yesterday, and I was super nervous. I had to be encouraged by my other members mm-hmm. to like put it out there. But again, you know, it's not about how you'll be seen; it's about what you give to people. That seems like a phenomenal leadership philosophy. That you know, the quality of of your fruit of your product is based off of how much it helps other people and how much fun you had while mm-hmm. making it. Exactly. You know, I, you know, we hear all the time of these multimillionaire artists who, you know, get depressed, fall into states of just not great mental health because why? Because they're either, you know, worked like mules to make music even though they may not feel it or, you know, they got other issues going on. So I think you're you're highlighting a very important prerequisite, which is have fun with it, you know, actually enjoy doing it, and then you'll, you'll reap the rewards. Exactly, yeah. Now, as president, mm-hmm. uh, what do you hope to see uh, the club turn into? What sort of brand do you want to develop? on campus. And eventually, of course, uh, as it grows, um, how do you think other students uh, might get involved both as musicians, but maybe they have other talents? Right. So, um, you know, my hope is that this actually spreads to other campuses as well, too. Mm -hmm. You know, this kind of uh, the Buskers Club of, let's say, maybe CSN Mm -hmm. or uh, UNR, because this is not something that I view in terms of, you know, this is my club that I want to spread, but this is a culture that I think, um, you know, everyone loves music. You know, and everyone in some sense wants to be a rock star of any kind. And like you said, there's different talents too, uh, dancing, live art, um, magic shows, you know, which at some point I also want to encompass too, because Mm. busking, you know, if if it was the music club, I would have called it musicians club or something. But busking, you know, is performing live on a public uh, place for donations. And so that can include anyone. And I want to make sure that anyone who wants to do fine art for the service of the community mm. can find a place here. And that's both within the, um, you know, people from the music department, people from outside of it. Because I know, you know, the music department, I, you know, being a music major mm-hmm. myself, it's a rigorous program. Mm. And sometimes not everyone has either the time or the desire or 
whatever to join the full major, mm -hmm. but they still want to do music, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's the kind of environment that I want to create it. And hopefully the culture that spreads throughout the community too. And the number one thing that's, I guess, at the core of what I believe this culture should be is music as service. You know, music as a service to you, to um, ourselves as well too, to whoever is around us listening to us at that moment, um, our music should, or people should be able to feel that, well, I feel like a better person or in a better state because of hearing that music. Can I ask you, this is more more personal, yeah. where does your uh, attraction or philosophy to service come from? Because, mm -hmm. and I ask, you know, and I know a lot of student musicians, not a lot, I know like I could probably fit them just around this table, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know I know I know a few uh, student musicians um, and of course plenty of other folks who are not at UNLV who enjoy making music and, and they're by no means do I think any of them are egotistical, right? But of course there is that desire to have your name in lights. There's that desire to have an impact and influence. Um, but that statement usually does not lead or the first sentence usually does not contain with to help other people, right? Usually it's just to have that influence. Um, and again, not in a negative way, but you're being very clear and explicit that the value of the music is is dependent upon the degree to which it helps other people. Love to know why you say that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I would consider myself like this goes into my like spiritual and religious mm -hmm. beliefs, but, mm -hmm. you know, I've been around, you know, I don't consider myself as part of like, you know, any I guess, you know, one philosophy or one theology, but... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one thing that I've seen both for myself and for other people is that when you do something good for other people, then, you know, first of all, you help them, but you mm -hmm. also help yourself too. And so, and again, not a selfish thing, mm -hmm. but, you know, if we're on this world, you know, all together, it'd be nice to make so make it so that our efforts, our actions, our desires, our thoughts, emotions, everything is for the service of everyone around us. And so it's more of just kind of like a common sense thing to me. Again, and I also emphasize this too because I'm actually very egotistical as a person. <laughs> yeah, as you know, you know, whatever you might see of you know musicians elsewhere too. I'm you know also that too. I you know I can be very arrogant, uh, very you know pushy as well too. And so this is kind of in a way personal development for myself too. And hoping that through helping others, um, I'm also be I'm going to be a better leader, um, a better person as well too. But. Um, Oh gosh, there's something I want to say <laughs> about that. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the core of it that, you know, and I can't even say that I've had an experience myself where music saved my life. Sure. Because I know people did have that. Sure. Um, but at the very least, I know people can save people's lives mm -hmm. or music can save people's lives. Yeah. So That's outstanding. Yeah. And and I think it's one of the few things that mm -hmm. humans do. Because, now let me back up, right? Mm -hmm. um, now I'm a former engineering major. Now, now I'm a history major and obviously... The whole point of history is to analyze what other people did uh, and, you know, events and, and to coalesce trends. So a lot of human history is action-oriented, right? Building something, founding something, conquering something. Um, and a lot of what we do and, you know, the engineering side of me, uh, you know, I'm an IT specialist on, on the civilian side, um, is, is, again, constructing something, building something, um, analyzing. Music is also extremely technical, it does have to do with construction. It does have to do with analysis. But it is at a level of creativity that nothing else I think can match. Um, it's Yeah, I'm just trying to it's, – it's very deep is what you're saying is what, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and, I, and I think it's absolutely outstanding that you've uh, – so far, and I, I look forward to you continuing to grow – 
building this space mm-hmm. where students, again, like you said, they don't have to be art majors. They don't mm-hmm. have to be fine arts majors for any background. Mm-hmm. You know, me, chopsticks is my extended <laughs> piano, you know, of, of, of me being a pianist. But but I think it's outstanding that you're developing this space. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, if, if let's say that we had another guest here at this table and they're an undergrad, uh, under, underclassman, maybe they're a senior in high school and, and they're interested in coming to UNLV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, listening to you talk about the power and influence that they can have to benefit their community through music. What advice would you give them as they start to come onto the scene on campus um, and, you know, flex their musical muscles? Yeah. Uh, well, definitely, like I said before, um, so much of art, artistry is courage. Um, for myself, it, it took a long time before I could perform in front of people uh, with a guitar. And then it took a lot of time before I could perform in front of people with a guitar standing up. And then before I could uh, perform singing, you know, so there's a lot of levels to it. And to someone who's coming in, you know, who, you know, is just getting into it and may not be sure whether they're good enough or wh- whether people like them, I'm just, I would just say, man, do it, you know, because um, there's nothing more valuable, I think, than the courage to, you know, take a shot, you know, to take a shot at um, and see what happens, but make the best of it because service is hard, you know, you know, sure. you know I, I know that myself because, you know, serving other people is really, really, really hard because it takes understanding, it takes patience, uh, understanding of yourself and others, um, awareness and, and so many different skills that, you know, it's harder than the alternative. And I think that takes a lot of skills. And so what I would actually, my opinion of the Buskers Club, as well as art in general, is that it's a difficult place to be, you know, and I'm not even just talking about, oh, you know, the starving artist, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make money. It's sure. personally, you have to really dive deep into who you are, what you want, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, this is still a journey. I'm very much on myself. You know, my guitar teacher said, you need to figure out why you're playing guitar. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I would just say, you know, it's difficult. So prepare for it if you really love it. And by preparing for it um, and being courageous, you will get the most out of it. Nick, if folks want to get in touch with you or the Buskers Club, how do they do that? Yeah, so we have an Instagram, Buskers Club UNLV. Um, we also have a Discord as well too. The Discord link is in our bio. If for whatever reason it expired, just let me know in our DMs. Uh, it is there. We also have an email to buskersclubunlv at gmail.com. Um, we have an involvement center uh, website too with our club name. You can see us there. It hasn't been updated in a while. So we'll be getting that in, um, in short order. And um, and yeah, uh, that's uh, our things, um, our official club contact info right there. Awesome. Nick, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, please stay safe. Please stay blessed. But it's a pleasure. Pleasure having you. Great. Thank you so much, Matteo. I had a wonderful time being here. Thank you, man. If you want to find out more information about the folks we interviewed here today or just learn more, you're more than welcome to follow us at Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Leadership Lingo. You can also shoot me an email at Matteo at LeadershipLingo.show. That's M-A-T-E-O at LeadershipLingo.S-H-O-W. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Have a great day.